So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm here so I won't get fined. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. The second half, we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball, they went down and got points. We got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. It was a horse performance in the second half. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. Been erroneous reports. People questioning my loyalty to him. That is absurd. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. You were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. And on this week's show, in honor of Christmas this upcoming weekend, I have a gift for all of you, the listeners, as well as a little uh, Dynasty naughty and nice list. But my normal co-host, the man of the hour, and the man with the power, Jerry Sinclair, he is out busy doing the real work thing this week. A lot, lot going on in his uh, regular job, but I am not alone. I have good friend and fellow DWZ content creator, Mr. Kyle August. You can follow Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Monthe. Kyle, man, it's been a while. Memphis, dude, it's good to be here. It's good to chat with you a bit. It's, uh, I know we linked up a couple times in the off season, and then once the season starts, things get crazy, and, and life, especially this time of year, gets busy, but uh, I was excited to get the call and happy to hop on you and talk talk uh, talk some football with you. Yeah, man, I, I'm really excited. Uh, you and our boy Dallas, Mr. Dallas Hyder at Salad Galore. That's Salad with two L's. Salad Galore and uh, Kyle. They, they kind of do like tag team wrestling. You know, Kyle. You know, keeps the ring warm during the regular season. Dallas is prepping a lot of rookie content, and then uh, I don't want to say as the winter months because there's the big winter storm. Have you heard about winter storm? whatever, crashing us here in the Midwest. Yes. Uh, and the only reason I heard about it was because they call it, it's Winter Storm Elliot. Uh, and the only reason I know that is because that's my nephew's name. So now that's like throwing our Christmas plans into a, you know, potential, like, is this going to be a problem thing? So uh, I I just blame him again for everything. So uh, my my sister loves that. 
I, I thought as a Cowboys fan, you would have said it reminded you of Ezekiel Elliott. But uh, family before football, not by a lot, but yeah. family before football. It's going to be put to a test this weekend with games. You know, uh, you got red zone on Saturday and then Christmas Day. NFL's like, you know what? Go spend time with your family. We'll put the games on Saturday for it. And it's like, ah, no, here's a three game slate. I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> No, um, you're not going to make me spend time with my family. As a matter of fact, you can't make me. Let me ask you a question. So we had three games this past weekend on on Saturday the 17th. What was your take on that? Now, it was very Thanksgiving-esque. You had the lunchtime noon game, I guess one. You had the the 4.30 game and the, and the 8. How did that impact your Saturday versus how you and your family and what have you do on a normal Saturday? Yeah, I – uh, I used so on Sunday, I'm purely a red zone guy. Like, even if when the Cowboys are on, you know, playing at, you know, the one o'clock or four o'clock game, like I'm watching red zone, you know, and that's that's my go to. So the primetime games, you know, you watch it, you watch them live. But to have, like I said, that Thanksgiving feel with everything going on. So the pro move that I used on Saturday was I had stuff to do around the house, got things I got to take care of. So I had the games up on the iPad, dragging it around the house with me uh, so I'd keep track of it. From a fantasy owner standpoint, I'm not a huge fan of like the slate being so spread because I'm making decisions now. Like now, I got to make this earlier. Can't necessarily wait on this guy, um, you know. So from that standpoint, I, I know more football is always a good thing, I guess. But uh, there were a few times this weekend I was like, man, do we really need this? <laughs> but uh, it was good to see, you know, actually watch the games and normal rhythm. So I, I guess uh, overall, it was a plus. Yeah, for me, I uh, I was traveling because we did uh, Christmas with my side of the family. This, you know, because you know you have multiple families. If you you if there's been divorce in your family, you understand what we're talking about. Where you know you get split up, and yet you have to go a bajillion places. So we went to my side of the family on Saturday, and luckily, I guess, or unluckily, based on how that game came out, the Colts, which is our local team here in the Indianapolis area. They they had the early game. So for me, as I was driving down, I could listen to it on you know radio. It's bad to watch the game while you're driving. And I know uh, I know uh, Jeff Bezos will convince you convince you otherwise. You can watch it on your phone. You can stream it on Amazon Prime. I don't recommend that, kids. Dangerous stuff. But I was able to listen to it on the radio. And then by the time we got back from all those festivities, I was able to hunker down and watch the uh, the Browns game and the uh, the the Dolphins uh, Buffalo game was fantastic. You know what was missing in that game, though? <laughs> Snow. <laughs> no, no, plenty, of, plenty of that. No, yeah. no one in the stands this time. Maybe it's just a Patriots thing, but uh, the last time it snowed real, uh, real hard, and they had a they had a Saturday uh, evening game there in Buffalo. Someone threw a uh, an eleven inch shanker, uh, a giant dildo <laughs> on the yeah. on the field. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Shanker free. So what snow they, they threw snowballs, not shankers. So yeah. so good good for good for the people of Buffalo. But uh, this was a long-winded way of just kind of getting your feel about Saturday football and letting the listeners know that we know you love rookie content. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Dallas has been on the Dynasty War Games, which is our Monday program. If you haven't been listening on Mondays, go back to the last two Mondays. Uh been a ton of rookie and projection talk with Dallas. I think he's getting warmed up again with Kyle gets done with his uh, redraft content. He kind of goes into hibernation. He'll start whipping some stuff up. He'll come up with some off-season awards, I'm sure, and we'll have him on the Dynasty War Zone because he likes talking rookies. He likes rookies. 
Yeah, I was. Uh, I I do, but I will. I self admittedly, I'm not plugged in as Dallas is. So I'm grateful that he's a part of the network and he's he's turning out that content. I've already been picking his brain. You know, as the as the regular di- regular dynasty season comes to a close, last couple of weeks teams are looking again to wheel and deal, and you know. So I'm trying to gauge these values of these picks because all we've been told about for the last, you know, three years, how great this draft class is. So of course I hit up Dallas, hit him with a DM and, you know, he kind of, he set me straight on a few things and, and uh, you know, I'm already feeling like I'm a little bit better prepared. So I'm looking forward to hearing all these names and all this content and, and, uh, and getting down to rookie season will be here before you know it. Yes, it will. And uh, I'm, I'm excited, man. Uh, the season becomes a grind. Last question I got for you. We'll get into some good people with some bad tweets. But uh, how's your how's your dynasty and, and, and redraft season going? So basically, we're going into week 16 should be your semifinals in just about every league, unless you're like a heathen and you play into week 18, which you shouldn't. But how, how are your uh, how are your leagues shaping up? I know you and our buddy AJ from the Aussie guys are on a collision course in a league we're in together, my only IDP league. Now, I'm not normally the guy hoarding picks, but in this case, I think I've got like uh, of the like 72, we do a six round rookie draft in this league because it's IDP. So we go a couple of extra rounds. I think I own like 12 picks currently. I'm like, I'm sitting on one sixth of the total picks in this league. Bad season for your boy, Memphis. But, uh, but uh, how are you doing outside of that league? And just uh, how's the season shaping up for you as we come to a close? Yeah, this year was one of the better seasons that I've had in a while across the board. You know, I definitely had some dynasty teams where I was looking towards the future or, you know, early on or mid season. Uh, but overall I felt pretty good. Like I kind of did a little self-evaluation after the regular season ended. Now, you know, was pretty happy with my playoff uh, births and appearances. And, but uh, yeah, unfortunately week 15 was not too kind. So I didn't make it out of too many of those. I def- had a few, when you play in a lot of leagues, you know, you increase your odds of, of uh, making some championship appearances. So luckily I have a good amount of teams that had the first round by so I'm okay with that. Week 15 wasn't too kind, so I got a few as we're recording this. Uh, I got Monday Night Football going on, so I got a couple that are kind of hanging in the balance there. I lost one because of that Derek Carr, Keelan Cole touchdown uh, in the final moments. That 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 looked a little off to me, but that's you know bias opinion. But yeah, man, I, I'm definitely looking forward to Week 16, seeing how some of these more higher power teams came down and and looking to get some championships. Uh, like I said, when you're in that many leagues, it's almost like, man, I expect to at least to get two or three. <laughs> uh, they're hard to come by, especially when you're playing out against the best. But uh, yeah, that that league, that IDP league is definitely one I'm targeting. Man, I really want to go back to back there. And, and it's always fun playing against good buddies. And we got a good group there. Uh, an, an amazing group in, in the rock as it's known league. So we're going to get into uh, good people, good tweets. But speaking of Australians and good people and people in that league, uh, tonight we need to continue to root as we're recording this on Monday for our own Neil Gray. Neil is more than a friend. Neil is the Dynasty Warzone patrons admin. Uh, when you join the Dynasty Warzone Patreon uh, group of leagues, Neil will uh, help you get straightened away, and uh, he is battling for a spot in the final 250 of the Scott Fishbowl. Tyler uh, from the Daily Destroyer and my normal co-host, Mr. Jerry, they uh, they made it up until the round of 500. They both landed at around the top 600, which is pretty damn good considering there's like 3,000 plus people in this whole thing, but uh, Neil, Neil could be two weeks away, Kyle, from winning the whole damn Scott Fishbowl, uh, an Aussie, by, by way of Scotland, by the way. 
our own Neil. So we want to uh, send Neil a big shout out. Heck yeah, man. And that, and it's, it's tough. It's stiff competition. There's no freebies in that one. You know, people talk about that underdog, the big best ball tournament they do in underdog. Well, this is like that. I think it's called the puppy or uh, it's, it's dog related, like the yeah. big dog or, or something like that, whatever the hell. Um, <laughs> But, but you know, un- unlike that, that's best ball where the computer will automatically set your, set your, you know, your, your best point scores each and every week. And you just kind of like, don't even have to worry about it. You just kind of like check in touch base, but in the Scott fishbowl, you're still doing ad drops In Scott mm-hmm. fishbowl. You still have to pick your, I think it's 11. You still have to pick your best 11 players each and every week. Mm-hmm. And as the season goes on, we're going to talk about a couple of injuries here in just a minute. But uh, kudos to Neil, man. Keep it rocking. Make us proud. You already have. And, uh, man, go take down the Scott Fishbowl. That would be rad. That would be awesome. Very much so. So let's get into it. People love it. And uh, I want to give this next guy a shout-out. His name is Theo Griminger. Now, Theo is a good friend, a great follow on Twitter. He's at the OG Fantasy. If you don't know Theo, he is the co-host of the Goat District podcast, along with our boys JD and Dan, and a uh, little uh, plug. I was on there last week. I couldn't plug it because Jerry and I recorded super early for last week's show. But if you go search Goat District, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you'll find the podcast. It was an hour and a half, and it was a fantastic show. So go back, find that show, and subscribe. But uh, so so you know, I've gotten some heat lately. With people about good people, bad tweets. I've gotten some blocks on Twitter. Uh, I've, I've I've seen some people get butt hurt. Th- this is the the very intent of what good people, bad tweet is. Theo's my friend. Theo is a great content provider in his own right, and I would like talk football with Theo unrecorded just because he's a smart guy about football. But he released a tweet on Monday, five hours before we started this very podcast, and Theo said. The 2023 Rookie 101 is the easiest fantasy pick you'll ever make. That part I agree with. Here's where we get a little uh, little sideways. We get a little off the rails, mm. a little off the tracks. <laughs> Theo says, Bijan Robinson is the new Dynasty RB1. Let others worry about the landing spot and do what you can to trade for the first overall pick. Kyle, what do you think <laughs> when, when you hear our boy, my boy, Theo, Called Bijan Robinson, a guy who's never dropped an ounce of piss in the NFL, the 101 in a dynasty in a dynasty league at the running back position. Man, I the first thing that comes to mind, and this is, and I go back and forth. I wish I had a better uh, process for this. I'm still working on it. I think I've gotten better over the years, but like I have this wide range of emotions that even goes through the season. It's always like, it's like, why do I even want these picks? Because I I miss so often, and then then I as rookie season starts, it's like, I need all these picks. I try to get some back and I overpay for them. Right. And then every year, undoubtedly you, and you can do it right now, go to all your leagues, take a look at, at your drafts from this last year and see whoever, where everybody was going. We have no freaking idea. The NFL clearly has no idea. Look at Zach Wilson. The guy was a second overall pick a year ago and he's already being exiled. Uh, and you know, you have, we have these uh, examples every single year. I get it. You know, as far as the running back position of any position, a rookie could come right in and top the board. Um, but damn, I mean that that's uh, that's tough. And and for me to uh, no, like you said, we're not we're not hating, but you got to pay up for that already. 
I don't know about that, man. It's uh, it's definitely a situation where you're buying at the peak, and that's not going to necessarily win you too many dynasty leagues. You take that strategy, uh, in my experience. <laughs> Uh, a couple of three things. I don't have the soundboard. Three wish, things. <laughs> a, a couple of. Well, I, I can. I can get it. Like I don't have my normal soundboard to to get it close to the uh, to the thing because um, I, I'm I'm missing a part. But I'll I'll play it from a distance. Let me tell you a couple of three things. That's uh that's Phil Leotardo from the Sopranos. For those that know, you know. A couple yep. of three. Couple of three things. One, like I said earlier, the guy has never played it down in the NFL. That's what. You know, two, someone's going to come to me and say, well, but Memphis, what about Saquon Barkley? Isn't this very comparable to Saquon Barkley? Yes, with a minor caveat. Saquon Barkley, we were saying this not only before the thing. I didn't agree with it then. But then we saw his combine measurables, and they were off the chart. Fantastic. And, and the third thing is, is that Saquon Barkley played in the Big Ten, where they actually play defense. There's this concept in football. There's offense. That's what Mr. Robinson plays. He's the running back. He lines up behind the quarterback. He runs the ball. That's an offensive position. There's special teams. That's like the kickers, the punters. You know, they're barely football players, but they're more football players than me or Kyle. Then there's defense. The goal of the defense is to stop the offensive guys, the B. John Robinsons of the world, from scoring. The problem with the Big 12 is that the defense is optional. And it's always been this way. You know, you don't get bonus points for me from whooping up on Kansas and, and, and like, you know, TCU and all these pro. I know, I know TCU's in the playoffs, but you get my point. Mm-hmm. This was my knock on Joe Mixon. This is my knock on all Big 12. This was my knock on Baker Mayfield coming out. I love the stats. I love the production. I think it's great. I have him as my personal dynasty RB5. I think that's fair. Uh, I've seen I've seen Jonathan Taylor going, and I know he got hurt and he bit a lot of us in the ass this past weekend, and he's not going to play the rest of the season. That's that's what, how it is at the running back position. But this is why he's not the the one hundred one overall. Not not like in a one QB. That's Justin Jefferson. Not the one hundred one overall at the running back position. That's Jonathan Taylor. Is it okay to be excited? Yes, it is. Is it okay to believe that he's going to be a really good running back? Yes, it is. But if if I have the one hundred one and you have Jonathan Taylor, Theo, then I'm going to come knocking on your door. It's going to be like, yep, that's your old pal Memphis, and I'm going to want Jonathan Taylor plus the 101 for my 101. I want Jonathan Taylor and something mm-hmm. because you said it was better, and, and that's what I'm going to use your tweet to do. I'm going to go to my fellow league and say, look, there's Theo, really smart guy, handsome guy. You know, he works for Roto Underworld. He he hangs out with our boys at the GOAT District. Incredibly sharp. He said the 101 is B. John Robinson is worth more than JT. So I will give you my 101, and I will take your JT plus. We can negotiate the plus, but I'm taking JT plus because uh, I don't think – I don't think I should have to uh, to do that, but if I can get JT plus for the 101, I'm in. I'm in, Kyle. Yeah, that's uh, I, I think that's that's what you, if I had the if I had the uh, the one on one, I'd start shopping around for JT plus. And <laughs> uh, we, we, we did this dance just a, a couple of short years ago with a guy named Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. It's great to be excited because based on where everybody had him in Dynasty, it was cool. It was cool to give up, you know, Travis Kelsey plus a little bit for Kyle Pitts. And just about I don't know how many Travis Kelsey GMs that, you know, that aren't still in the playoffs 
But most of the ones that, that that I know that have Travis Kelsey is still in the playoffs, and he's probably going to beat the brakes off of you this week because he's playing Seattle. That's neither here nor there. But just be careful. I, I love that we're excited for rookies. Dallas is excited for rookies. Kyle's excited for rookies. I'm excited for rookies. Just don't get over our skis and start overpaying because we're excited. We're excited because we saw it on Saturday. Until I see it on Sunday, it's hard for me to put anybody at the one Oh, one. But that is good people, bad tweets. And Mr. Theo Grimminger puts the good people in good people, bad tweets. And that is brought to you by our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Again, I mentioned Neil. Uh, Kyle hops in every once in a while. He uh, he is both the asker of questions and the answerer of, of questions when he's not out saving us from a, uh, a, a waiver wire situation. He sets us up two weeks ahead. Uh, again, be sure to catch Kyle on this feed on Tuesdays and Saturdays slash Sundays, sometimes on YouTube, sometimes podcasts, sometimes all of the above, but this is about the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Come on over, check it out with rookie season right around the corner. There's no better place to be, and uh, it helps the show, helps keep the, uh, the lights on here. You think these ring lights I'm staring at are free? No. You think the electricity coursing through them is free? Absolutely not. You think you think the podcast streaming service that allows me to see the beautiful face of Kyle August is free? Absolutely not. That's how you support the show. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. All right, Kyle. Now we're going to get into uh, you're, we're going to play Dynasty Santa Claus. Maybe I'll be Mrs. Claus. Maybe I'll be a rogue elf. But uh, before we do that, I just kind of want to get your opinion. So last Monday night, as we record, Kyler Murray blew out an ACL. Now, last week's show was recorded on Sunday, uh, but on Monday against the Patriots, Kyler Murray blew out an ACL. And for some folks, you know, he's as high as a, a, a QB5 overall in the quarterback position. You know, some people have him in that second or third tier right behind Mahomes and Allen and Burrow and Herbert, and some people right there at five have uh, Kyler in that class with with Lamar and, and you know Hertz and, and a couple the, the mobile quarterbacks we'll call them. Mm-hmm. What did you think from a dynasty perspective when you saw Kyler uh, go down? Uh, and it and it pretty much played out this way in the leagues I'm in is you know that you Kyler didn't have a hadn't had a great season up till now. You know he he'd been serviceable for sure. I believe in points per game he was hovering right there around ten to twelve depending on your scoring. Um, and Arizona overall, it's been a rough year, of course, but immediately I'm like, well, if any contender has got through, uh, with Kyler Murray on their roster and again, going down in week 14, most of those playoff matchups were already locked in. So it's not like, you know, with the injury, you know, any injury that would have occurred in week 15, you know, that could have cost you where it's going to bounce you out of the playoffs. So what I immediately thought was, well, he's going to start getting shifted a ton in dynasty leagues. And that's what I saw a lot of, you know, contenders that had Kyler Murray, trading him off, trying to get pieces and and selling at 80 cents on the dollar to try to keep their run alive. Now Um, I was weirdly enough. We were just in a, in the chat, uh, the Warzone network chat uh, because I have a team that I am not a contender this year. I have Tua who I, in my opinion, you know, not to get too long winded on that, but is that I think this is kind of about as good as he's going to be, you know, if he can continue to this, that'd be great, but I just don't see a ton more ceiling on him. And I was trying to move to a, to get Kyler Murray from a contending team because all I'm looking forward through is is beyond, right? And this team that just lost Kyler is going through the emotion of like, well, I thought I had 
a contender right now to win a championship and I need to replace this quarterback, especially in those super flex leagues that get super, super tough. So uh, immediately I was looking at that as an opportunity for dynasty owners to get him on the cheap. I do understand that Kyler's fantasy production is pretty reliant on uh, on his rushing ability. But yeah, 2023 might not be normal Kyler, but then going forward, you know, he's still young. I still expect him to be, you know, to return that top eight dynasty QB value. So I saw that and immediately trades just started flying through and leagues I was in where those contending teams that had Kyler were making, making shifts. So I, so far, you know, I like the, the price that he's going for. Uh, and I think once you get to that playoffs, there can only be one champ. And unless you made the move and you win the championship because of it, uh, if you gave up Kyler Murray for 80 cents on the dollar, personally, I'm like, man, I, I don't know how that's going to, how you, how I'd feel about that. So uh, I saw it as a buying opportunity, to be honest. I do too. If if anyone who could use these next, what, you know, you got January, February, as we go, you know, get to like the next seven, eight months. If anyone who could use some good PR, it's Kyler Murray. And to Kyle's point, this is the exact time to buy. Kyler Murray, let, let, let's say you're out of the playoffs and you've got a uh, a team where you got like a Justin Herbert. We're going to talk more about him in just a You got Justin Herbert and maybe you have Jared Goff. You got Derek Carr. You got Daniel Jones. You have a guy like that. Now, I don't think you're going to get a lot of plus with these guys, but if I could give you a healthy Derek Carr and sell you that, hey, he's a QB 13 on the season, he's probably going to finish as a QB 1, I'm taking all the risk, blah, blah, blah. They did come out last week, maybe it was earlier this week, I think it was during the, the weekend of news that Kyler's looking at a six to eight month recovery window, but it's fine. If you've got a locked in, I did something similar but different with uh, Deshaun Watson last year. Uh, I bought him for Carson Wentz plus a little bit in a league. I was acquiring a lot of Deshaun Watson. Look, I know he's not looked great. You know what? You don't do your job, especially if it's a physical activity job, for 700 days. And let me know how your first couple of weeks back on the job are. Probably not going to be great. And that's exactly what I expect out of Kyler. But he's the kind of guy, if you pair him with a stud, if you pair him with a Josh Allen, if you pair him with a, a Patrick Mahomes, a, a Trevor Lawrence, a Burrow, all these guys, you could be going into this time next year. You could be going into the fantasy dynasty playoffs with two QBs that could be unstoppable. Remember, Kyler still plays inside of a dome. He still plays the LA Rams. He plays Seattle. He plays San Francisco. The the weather in those games, he's, you know, the odds of him running into a snowstorm are not going to be there. And I think he's going to come back as a better passer. You know, not that he was a bad passer. I'd say out of all the mobile quarterbacks, he's probably the best passer. By far has the best deep ball of any of those guys. But you're buying a guy at QB2 prices that, yeah, you can't use for a while. But, man, when you get him back, you, you, you're getting a guy with a with – a, as much as I don't love him, you're getting a guy with a QB1 overall season on his resume. So, Kyle, I am going to endorse – that buy sentiment on uh, Mr. Kyler Murray. Now, this next guy you shouldn't be selling, and I damn sure. Oh, I did want to throw one more thing in on Kyler. I, 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 I neglected my notes. So you're talking about buying him, Kyle. Do you know what his dead cap number is next year in 2023? Uh, Kyler's dead cap number. It's got to be like 65 million. <laughs> That's about two thirds of it, sir. It's 97 oh million. Oh you know what it is in 2024? <laughs> 65 million <laughs> plus 16 81 million dollars yeah he ain't going 20, nowhere 2025 is 33 million dollars there's no real yeah. out in this contract 
until really 2026. So what are you getting? If you get him cheap, you're getting a guy that you're going to have on your dynasty roster on this team for three years. And that's part of the buying upside that I'm buying. I mean, the contract extension kind of sucks for Arizona. That's a them problem. For me, I'm getting dynasty assurance. This guy's my QB two, mm-hmm. QB one overall upside, good prices. I, I endorse the buy. Now, the next guy, you're not moving Jalen Hurts. You're actually hoping that you know he gets the bag. If you have him on your dynasty roster, you want him to get this Kyler Murray deal so that it locks him into Philadelphia. It locks him in because that's been my one concern about about Jalen for a while is like, how loyal are they going to be to him? Well, after this year, they're clearly going to be loyal to him, but I don't want to talk about him. I want to talk about if your league has not yet shut off trades, there's no trade deadline, whatever, and you're a contender, whether you lost Kyler, whether you're concerned about Lamar, maybe you've seen the weather in Cleveland for the New Orleans-Cleveland game this weekend, like 35-mile-an-hour winds and snow, not going to be conducive to a lot of fantasy points, especially with that wind. Kyle, what would you do right now in a league if you had Kyler Murray? And it is known that probably by Thursday or Friday, Jalen Hurts is going to be ruled out with a shoulder issue. Uh, they have nothing to play for. As you and I were talking about before we hit the record button, you know, they're like two games up on Minnesota for the number one overall seed and the bye. And they're up three games on your beloved Dallas Cowboys for the NFC East. So if you're Philadelphia, you have no motivation to put him out there with a sprained shoulder. So with all that being said, in a dynasty league, if you needed a QB2 in a Superflex league, what are you going to give for Gardner Minshew right now? Good matchup. Um, No offense to your Cowboys. They're like the third toughest matchup for the fantasy QB. But uh, a couple of guys like Trevor Lawrence uh, didn't seem to look too bad against the Cowboys. So what would you give up for the mustache, the mullet? Mr. Minshew. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that Cowboys defense, well, great at the beginning of the year. They are banged up. And if you are playing against the Cowboys, if you have any matchups against Dallas, especially in the passing game, you, that's one to target, to be honest, because uh, they're they're without their – they lost their second-best corner over the last two weeks. They've been horrible since. Um, so there's a, there's a Cowboys insider nugget. But, yeah, you definitely – you know, if you're in, you know, a lot of teams – we talked about this on the on my waiver wire show that will drop on Tuesday. You know, a lot of teams that are still in the playoffs are there because of Jalen Hurts. You know, he's going to be, you know, they always come out with all these, like, what are the percentages of teams that had these players on them that made the playoffs? And I'm sure Hurts has got to be up there, right? Because his price tag was relatively cheap, regardless of, you know, redraft, dynasty, whatever. You got him at a pretty good deal, more than likely. And he's been putting up crazy points. So you can't just sit back. This is a guy you've been relying on. You can't just sit back and... You know, unless you're lucky enough to have two studs, you need to go pay up. So it's it's difficult. If I'm sitting there with Gar- Gardner Minshew, I you know I, I think you can try to you can try to gouge me as much as you want, right? If you're if I'm trying to acquire him, but in all reality, you're talking about a guy that is a two week rental. So you know, if I if I got to flip you two thirds to get him, I I would do that. But I don't know that you're you know anyone's going to ask for more than that. If someone starts saying like I need a second from you for for Gardner Minshew, you just start looking somewhere else. Um, and find somebody else that, like Memphis said, has good matchups because it's really important what, he, what who their what their situation is the next two weeks. Um, but I, I'm probably just going somewhere else. So I, I'd give up, you know, two thirds for Minshew if I really need to. As long as you know one of them was my own, that'd be even better because it's late. 
Um, but if someone starts trying to rake you for a second, just go look somewhere else. Got a guy that might be a rental for you, but somebody you can just flip later on, you know, whether that be, you know, a, a low rent guy, I, I'd be fine making that move. All right. Well, I, I got to get my friend Phil from the Sopranos back. All right. Let me tell you a couple of three things. Let me tell you a couple of three things about this man named. So first of all, if you want my, if, if we're down to the final four, and you want my 209, 210, 211, 212 for Gardner Minshew. I, I mean, you, you can't rape the willing. I'm in. Fine. Take it here. I, I, I have two, I have to win two games. Two mm. games. Is a 209, 211, whatever, is it worth it? Yeah, man, as much as I, I I'm I'm gonna, you know, yes, I'll give you a second for him. You know what? I'm probably gonna go the end around and try to go get Tom Brady because as bad as things has, has been, he's still gonna be playing. And, you know, the two defenses he's played last have been the fifth and the seventh overall. But this coming week, he's at the Cardinals, indoors, on grass. Uh, what, what a better way to get right before what could be a divisional matchup against the Carolina Panthers in week 17. So Tom Brady's an option. But I was looking at some stats on the old mustache, Mr. Minshew, and his last real run as a starter came back in 2020. He started that season for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, he beat my Colts. And I am looking at his game log through what looks to be the first seven weeks of the season, and I'll read off his points, okay? Mr. Minshew had 21, 23, 9, 21, 20, 18, and 19. If you tell me I can give up my 2023 20, second, I don't want to. Again, I'm not offering it. But if that's where my arm gets twisted to, knowing that he's been in this offense for a long time, knowing that it's going to be QB friendly, knowing that it's going to be indoors in Dallas, knowing that he's going to have Devonta Smith, knowing that he's going to have A.J. Brown. He could be getting Dallas Goddard back. This is going to be a big boon for all those guys I just mentioned. Why? Because Gardner's not going to tuck the ball and run. You know, as disappointed as Dynasty and Fantasy Gamers were last week about Miles Sanders, you, you have – every bit is reason to be excited about playing Miles, Miles Sanders this week. Why? Because Gardner Minshew is not going to have three rushing touchdowns. And this is a big opportunity for the passing game. I honestly think that if you have any Eagle not named Jalen Hurts, I don't think this really hurts you at all because Gardner's a capable backup. I, I love the matchup for the guy. And uh, so, that, so based on that, I mean, like I said, he plays Dallas this week. I will check week 17 um home to the saints saints are the 22 uh so i guess that's the, the technically the 10th best matchup for the fantasy qb i don't want to pay a second kyle but i'm going to if i have to yeah i the you know, i was looking at the who you know who you might like i would feel more comfortable spending a second even if there's it's a longer shot that like well can i get anything out of this guy for next year um, not sure that there's too many of those guys that are out there right now, especially again, you got to consider the matchup over the next two weeks. Um, but if you can, if I could, if the, if the guy that owns Geno Smith would do it for a second and a little extra, um, I'd even pay, I'd go find whoever got Brock Purdy for free and, and give and get him for a second, um, just to see if I could cash out on that player later. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely, uh, you don't want to sit there and wonder what if, if you if uh, that's your option, then I think you need to go do it and and make a run at it. But I might try to see if there's anything else you can kind of scrape together if someone's trying to take get a second for from you for Gardner. Yeah, and I wouldn't be advising this if it was week seven, right, mm -hmm. or week right. five. Right. 
You know, I mean, at this point, forget the picks, forget everything else. I'm t- two wins away, mm-hmm. two wins away, and if I got a loaded roster, that's what I'm uh, what I'm doing. And I really don't mind paying a second if I am the Jalen Hurts GM, mm-hmm. because now basically you're just locking up your handcuff. Because this is going to take me to my follow up question that I don't think Kyle knew was coming, but I'm going to hit him with it anyway. Does this make and you're you're our redraft expert, you're our redraft guy. Does this make getting the backup on some of these really good teams going into the playoffs? Like if you've like literally, you've literally he's the QB one overall right now. Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. Josh Allen. If you're if if you have Josh Allen and you don't have his backup, which I don't know who it is, top of my head. But if if you don't have him right now, and especially in redraft, and he's easily accessible, you're doing it wrong because you're putting your championship and you may get leverage in a dynasty league, which is what we play. But going back to the rushing QBs, um, d- does that make it harder for you? Now, I know it would be it would skew the data if we drafted today, but does that ever make you nervous as you're drafting, either in a startup or for a redraft league, about taking the mobile quarterback? Uh, there's definitely that concern when you look at somebody like, uh, you know, like Joe Burrow, right? Like I, I think Burrow is set to be, you're, you're pretty much, you know what you're going to get out of Burrow. He's, I don't think he's ever going to be a top three guy because he doesn't rush a ton, but he'll be a top 10 quarterback for, you know, eight, nine years, right? You feel pretty comfortable with that. You look at somebody like Lamar as an example, that's so reliant. You're worried about injuries a little bit more longevity at the position. So yeah, there's definitely that that concern whenever you're drafting a mobile quarterback. I do think from a roster construction standpoint, uh, when you do have that mobile quarterback, picking up their direct backup is, is a good plan. You know, it doesn't always pay off. Uh, you mentioned, you know, as far as uh, thinking that way, you know, especially with redraft mindset, but like I unfortunately had a league where I had Lamar and Hunt, and this was, it's a more shallower league and it's contract, whatever Huntley was, I had Huntley on my team all season long. I had to drop him due to, uh, due to some roster constraints I really needed to pick somebody up. And I never went back and got Huntley. Then Lamar goes down like a week later, and then I got myself in trouble. I got it back, but and it cost me in the long term. So um, I think when you have those mobile quarterbacks, the one thing I'm doing as my litmus test of do I want that backup is, you know, is is he going to perform at a similar manner, right? Huntley this year has not. These two games, is, he sucked. Um, that's about it. But he's close, you know, over, the, over what we saw last year too. He can put up 70% of what Lamar could. So to me, that was a, that's a no-brainer type of ad. Um, when you're looking at somebody like Josh Allen, his backup being Case Keenum, he's not going to run at all. Like Keenum's going to just do – hopefully you can get the passing numbers, right, relatively close. You're not looking at 70% of Josh Allen's production. You're looking at hopefully 70% of just Josh Allen's passing production um, out of him. So those guys are a little less important to me. I'm just trying to make sure I have better depth. But, yeah, those those mobile quarterbacks, I'm generally I'm, – I'm more paying attentive to who their backup is because I, if I think they can be similar, then I, I definitely want to prioritize them. Yeah, and as we as, as we inch closer to startup season, as crazy as that is to say, man, the regular season's got three weeks left. But as we inch closer to startup season, or I want to piggyback on Kyle's advice from earlier in the show, and I agreed with going out to get Kyler. I would I would love, absolutely love Kyler to be my QB2 behind a Joe Burrow, behind a Trevor Lawrence, behind a, a – a, Justin Herbert either, you know, even because those are the kind of guys that are going to be the more steady force week in, week out. They're going to give you 20. 
But these mobile guys, like, you know, Justin Fields was probably a lot of QB twos and threes coming into the season. That's why I said in the beginning of last year's startup season, he is the quintessential QB two because he's going to be the guy that can potentially, he's going to boom or bust. And so far for the last two months, he's boomed his ass off. And he he maybe have even carried a lot of mediocre rosters to the fantasy playoffs. So uh, those are the kind of guys, but with these rushing QBs, these running QBs, it's great to have them as your two. It just really gets frustrated, especially when the injury happens late in the season and you're counting on those legs to continue to give you fantasy points and it can be taken away from you. So if it's your QB1 this offseason, take a little note right now, unless you're driving, it's dangerous. But if, if, if you're not driving, take a little note, a little calendar reminder when the season's over, because no one's going to rake you across the coals when the season's over, Go out and handcuff your super mobile quarterback just to just to protect your team. So there yeah, you go. Little, uh, live by the sword, die by the sword. You know, like when you have those guys, they're cheat code for sure. But all it takes is not just the injury, like we saw at Kyler. We we you roll back. You know, uh, well, I believe it was either last year, or the year before. I all these seasons blend together now. But like when that quarterback gets injured, where yeah, he's still in the field, but he's not rushing. As, at the same level that he was before, that stings. Almost you mean Kyler bad, last year? Worse, you know, <laughs> Kyler last year, mm. brutal, brutal yeah, down the, the second play. half was like rough. In the first half he was a freaking fire, right? So it, it's it's a it's a slippery slope, and not and not all of us are lucky enough to have you know like the Josh Allen uh, where he's just super durable and he can get it done, and it never he's the one dishing hits uh, at a <laughs> at a level you're comfortable with versus when. You know, all any of these other quarterbacks take a hit, you're just, you're worried. And unfortunately, that's what we're going to be watching with Kyler probably through the rest of his career is just, even though this was a non-contact injury and could have happened right to, to anyone, you know, you're always going to be a little bit worried. I, I remember watching Mike Vick back in the day was so rough, was so worried about him taking hits and uh, it, it's uh, it can be good and bad. Yeah. You don't hit Josh Allen. Josh Allen hits you and he's a lot of man. He's like the biggest. He's like one of the biggest QB. We talked earlier about Cam Newton and Andrew Luck. He's that guy. He's that six foot five, 255, 260 pounds. And, you know, he lowers the boom. And I, I have a ton of Josh Allen. I was one of the bigger in the dynasty space. I was one of the bigger Josh Allen advocates in, in all of dynasty that year. So I have a ton. But every time I see that guy run headlong into a defensive tackle or a linebacker, you have to hold your breath a little bit. But, uh, Kyle, we've, we've made it this far in the show, and we have yet to hit our naughty and nice list. So what we're going to do, we're both going to give the listener, we're both going to give them one naughty, and we're both going to give them one nice. So if we're going to play Santa Claus or Rogue Elf, maybe, maybe uh, I'll, I'll get another co-host for next week's show, and uh, maybe we'll, we'll we'll revisit this here list next week for uh, – for next week's show, but I'll start. I'll go ahead. I'll yeah. I'll, uh, I'll I'll take my uh, my my nice list. All you right. know the, the the kid who's not going to get a lump of coal in his stocking. He's going to get presents. His stocking's going to be full of uh, you know like video games and and candy, and it's going to be great for my friend Trevor Lawrence. Now, um, a I like Trevor Lawrence. B beautiful hair, and. Uh, uh, he was the guy that I said, he was one of my bold predictions that I actually got right this year was, uh, we're going to be looking at Trevor Lawrence in this coming upcoming startup season, the way that we looked at Justin Herbert last startup season, you know, he was the, the hot name, right? We wanted to plug him in right behind the big three or four. And I think that's where Trevor Lawrence is currently. He is in the top seven 
of QBs on the season. But if you look over his last four games, something uh, clicked after the bye. And if you look at his last four games, he has been, since his bye, week 11, so 12 through 15, my man has been the QB3 overall in that stretch, 13 TDs, one interception, and he's not beaten up on bums. Every team that he's played in the last four, even five, if you go back before the bye, they played Kansas City. They played Tennessee. They played Baltimore. They played Dallas. They played a lot of playoff teams over these these last five weeks, and the guys looked great. So I don't think you're getting any discount, but if you believed, uh, one of my favorite trades in a league where I only had one QB, it was the aforementioned Mr. Herbert. I traded Justin Herbert. How about this trade, Kyle? I traded Justin Herbert and a third, and I got back Miles Sanders, Derek Carr, and Trevor Lawrence. There you go. And uh, losing Cooper Cup, you know, cost me the uh, the matchup this week. Uh, couldn't couldn't get there, but uh, uh, it was a great was a great run, and I'm really excited for this team next year. Uh, I'll probably add a QB in the rookie draft, but uh, Trevor Lawrence has been really nice to us as dynasty gamers. And as a Colts fan, I love watching the guy play, but as a Colts fan, it sucks because I also believe that uh, Doug Peterson, the head coach of the Jaguars will probably add Frank Reich to the offensive staff. If you remember, Frank Reich came from Peterson's staff after the Super Bowl, and uh, that's going to be even worse because I think Frank Reich is a good coach. He's a good offensive mind. And uh, I think I must spend the next decade, decade and a half of my life uh, wishing uh, wishing he was anywhere but Jacksonville. Kyle, what do you think about Trevor Lawrence? And then give us uh, your nice guy. Yeah, and if, he, if that does come – true and frank reich is on that coaching staff in jacksville that'll be the definition of revenge game because that's not just like oh i used to play here or whatever this is they just they forced me to start this scrub and then they fired me for it like what the hell <laughs> well, so, well, but before you get into that you know this this past week's game you know the, the colts lost to, to minnesota it was the largest comeback in nfl history right you know who had the record at QB before that, right? It was Frank Reich. Frank Reich. It was they as if the Colts will stop at they'll stop at nothing to take everything away from Frank Reich. Oh, you had a really cool head coaching job, huh? Yeah. Oh, were you in the record book for the largest comeback ever in the history of the NFL? Keyword was had because not anymore, right? Not anymore. So yeah, the Colts are taking everything away from uh, Reich. But I'm I'm sorry. What were your thoughts on T Law? Yeah, it, it's definitely this season. You know. I wish I would have stuck to my guns a little bit more this offseason, to be honest. You know, when I think you could just easily look at 2021 as a throwaway. That entire organization was in the in the crapper, right, because of a poor coaching decision. And Trevor Lawrence coming in as a rookie, any rookie, you know, you expect to go through those ups and downs. But when that situation there, um, the lack of weapons also for Jacksonville, and we made fun of, you know, the where they spent their money in the offseason, but they still looked to improve the weapons around him. And obviously the head coaching change was huge. And this team's turned around quick. Uh, he's been clicking on all cylinders. And I think you are looking at somebody that um, is actually, you know, right there in the conversation with who I had on uh, my nice list for this year. And, and I think these two are going to be kind of tied at the hip in dynasty circles for a bit because of their similarities. But I have Joe Burrow on this list. I think, you know, you look at 2022, you still, you have those elite three, you know, at, as far as seasonal scoring, you have Hertz, you have Mahomes, you have Josh Allen, but then, you know, and, and it, you know, half step behind them is is Joe Burrow, QB4 in points per game. But he's actually almost two points a game better on the field behind him. It's been a rough season for quarterbacks for sure. 
but Burrow has shown to be much more consistent this season. One of the things I was a little bit worried about in 2021 with looking at Burrow's numbers was he absolutely stockpiled points in some primo matchups. Outside of those two, three games when he just went bananas, he was pretty pedestrian. But this year, much more consistent. He has the weapons, so that was never a concern for him. But I think going forward, Burrow is definitely somebody that, again, like Lawrence, won't have that those rushing yards necessarily that will put him over in into the Uber elite, but will just has the has the talent. Um, Burrow has obviously great weapons around him more than T Law does right now. But what Burrow's done in 2022, I think, has definitely solidified him. You know, if you had any questions about you know his ability to finish inside that top five, I think it's it's there. I know I had a few of those questions. Uh, I thought he could be more of a Matthew Stafford type. Um, and if you take out that 140 touchdown season in, in Detroit and last season, Stafford's been a serviceable Kirk Cousins quarterback. Um, I think Burrow is definitely that step above now from what we saw this year. And, um, you know, it, it's been a great season for him. And he's definitely on the nice list of fantasy owners because he's been carrying you. Five rushing touchdowns this season is nothing to sneeze at, but over 30 touchdowns again for the second year in a row. So Joe Burrow definitely uh, solidifying himself as that elite blue chip quarterback, in my opinion. Well, Joe Burrow uh, got off to a bit of a slow start. He had uh, 18 points, which I would love to have an 18-point slow start, and then like 16.6. Since then, it's been 23, 20, 17, 32, 39. A couple of stinkers before the bye, you know, 13 and 19. Those were the no Jamar Chase games. Yep. Then he's come back since his bye in week 10, 27, 18, 30, 17, 25, just this, this past week. The guy's on a roll. He is the RB, excuse me, the QB four on the season. The QB five is Justin Fields, who's had uh, an amazing season in his own right. Now, how good has Joe Burrow's season been? Well, it's like, well, well, Justin Fields has missed one game. Even if we gave Justin Fields his average in that one game that he missed, he'd still be 25 points behind Burrow on the season. That's how good Burrow's been to be able to stay ahead of a Konami code quarterback who has a thousand yards rushing and eight rushing TDs, and he's still ahead of that guy. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy. And I had I had worries about Joe Burrow coming into the season, but I think my 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 worries were starting to look correct. But you know, the guy had an appendectomy; he had his appendix mm-hmm. removed. He had no preseason, and this team looks committed to bringing in weapons. Um, he's still on the rookie contract for for another year. Before, you know, he'll get the big money the offseason. He'll get that Kyler Murray money, as painful as it is to say things like <laughs> Kyler Murray money. But uh, it, it, it's going to be a big offseason for Joe Burrow. And uh, he is he's in that second tier uh, in a dynasty startup for Superflex. It's, for me, it's Allen and Mahomes. Now, I'm slightly more Allen than Mahomes, but they're one and two. And he's in that next tier with Hurts. And then you go into in, into that third tier where it's it's uh, Herbs, T Law, guys like that, etc. So um, I think that's a great call. Um, I did have another QB. Uh, maybe I'll save that for next week's show. But I, I got to talk about a guy that I recently bought. It's kind of hard to buy a guy on the naughty list, but I kind of live my I'm, I live my life on the naughty list, so I might as well get my people. Uh, for me, it's Alvin Kamara on the season. Um, it, it's, it's not been a good season this year with the red rocket, Kyle. Uh, no, not at all. And every time you think that, you know, they bring back Mark, Mark Ingram comes back from injury and then he starts sniping carries away from Kamara. Then this last week, like, all right, he's got it all by himself. 
And I believe I saw on Twitter or whatever that David Johnson ran more routes than Alvin Kamara on Sunday. Like, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> we dodged a suspension, but we might have been better off with it. <laughs> you, uh, you you can't fix stupid. And uh, so I, I I bought Alvin Kamara in a, in a league where I needed uh, I needed some running back depth. If you want to hear about that trade, you can go to the uh, the Goat District podcast from last week. I broke it down with Theo. Just been a bad season for Kamara. You know, missed two games due to injury. But, but here's a really unnerving stat. So my man's played in 12 games this year. Kyle, I know you're not looking because uh, I took the notes on Alvin Kamara. How many games of 20 or more points in PPR has Alvin Kamara had this year? Played 12. You know, go got two. That is correct. Boom. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was weeks, um, looks like weeks eight and week five. Yeah, Everything yeah, else. Crazy touchdown game. You know, yes, but that was about it. It had been pretty empty this year. That was his best stretch of the year. It was week five through week eight, where he went 23, 18, 17 and a half, 42. Since then, nine, seven and a half, 12 and a half, seven, six, a bye, 12. <laughs> brutal, brutal. Man. Now, um, you know, he can't make it up to us this weekend with another Christmas miracle. Remember that a couple of years ago when uh, they beat the crap out of the Minnesota Vikings with Kamara. But uh, Drew Brees is not walking through that door because he's quarterback coaching for the Purdue Boilermakers, as, <laughs> as crazy as that is. It's been disappointing. But I, I do want to remind uh, our dynamic. But I, I bought him. And the reason why I'm buying him is like, you know, if we're going to continue to highly rank other running backs from that class, like uh, I think it was Fantasy Pros, they have Christian McCaffrey as their RB4. Now, I'd say I dare to say Kamara's been more durable. And I think there's going to be an offensive upgrade in the offseason. Um, they don't have their first round pick. Uh, they're way over the cap. Uh, I'd really love to see him get moved, to be quite honest, but uh, in the same way that McCaffrey was moved. But I had no problem buying him. Um, he's kind of a low mileage guy. He's not a big between the tackles guy, he's a much better pass catcher. I'd love to see him wind up as crazy as it would sound like Jacksonville. Let him be that outlet for a Trevor Lawrence. I know ETN owners everywhere are cussing me and put me on the naughty list, Kyle. But uh, have you have you been have you been impacted by AK forty one this season's uh, pandemic? And uh, who is your naughty guy? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I do have Kamara in a few big spots. Uh, I have him on that team you talked about earlier in Rockolution. He's my pretty much my only running back. Uh, I I patch it together at RB2 and really been patching it together at both spots because Kamara has been rough. I was buying them in redraft because I thought the price tag was was nice. People worried about the suspension that never happened. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, it's just not a good season for him overall. And it's just been it's been disappointing week after week after week. Um, so for redraft leagues, you might be considering starting other guys over him at this point in the year. You don't need me to tell you that. Uh, I had another I had another running back on my naughty list. Uh, and I'm going to go. I got two on here. I'm going to I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift. Uh, this is a guy that we you know, you see what the upside could be when he gets touches. He still looks he looks good, right? He's he has a different uh, different speed than the other guys in that backfield. But for whatever reason, whether it be, you know, Justin Jackson or another body, we'll just leave Jamal Williams on the side for a minute here because it's rare for court, for running backs to have it all to themselves. But this this offense continues to try to plug other guys in ahead of DeAndre Swift. I know Swift's been a little bit banged up again this year at times, but he's been relatively healthy, been in 11 games. 
Just four of his 11 games was he has he been over 13 PPR points. He has six total touchdowns. That's really covering up the fact that he has 78 carries. It's not good enough. This is a guy that you're still, I looked over, over at DLF. He's still being ranked as a top five dynasty running back. I do think the light at the end of the tunnel for Swift owners is, and hopefully, and I would love, this would be chess, you know, what chess instead of checkers, if the Lions are actually thinking this way. But Jamal Williams is in a contract year. So if they're going to just run Jamal Williams into the ground, use him in those, uh, use, use him up a little bit and then ditch him off to the side for DeAndre Swift, there's double digit touchdowns just laying there uh, for DeAndre Swift in future years. So I'm not kicking him to the curb per se, but this was a guy that I thought could be making that jump. You know, we we heard a lot of these young running backs in the offseason like we always do, and Javante was getting off to a hot start. That's the type of thing we were expecting from DeAndre Swift, and that just never happened, um, whether it just be through opportunity or what. But the touchdowns have been covering up, so it's been okay. But Swift is somebody that if he's being ranked as a top five guy, we need, you know, league, we need weak winning performances, and we haven't seen that out of Swift. If you have DeAndre Swift in a dynasty startup as a top five guy, you don't need a new list. You need Jesus. <laughs> you, need, you need to repent. You need to repent for that decision. You know he he was. You know we talked about Bijan Robinson earlier in the in the podcast. He kind of had that vibe. If you remember that off season, that 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 beautiful fall before he came into the league, it was all about DeAndre Swift one hundred and one. DeAndre Swift one hundred and one, and the shine kind of uh, come off uh, of him a little bit as we got into that season. He was still a top three one QB rookie draft pick but you know there were some other guys that got a lot of buzz going in into that class including Najee Harris it was Najee maybe Najee was the class after but anyway you just remember so much hype around DeAndre Swift I think the fact that guys like this are always going to be a uh going to hold their dynasty value anytime a guy goes to a power five school has a lot of Devi and college hype coming out that, that, remember that come rookie season, Kyle. That's a rider downer. We haven't had a good yeah. rider downer all show. That's that's the rider downer. Remember when, when you're choosing between two guys and you're torn, always take the guy with the better Devi and college pedigree. Why? Because you're always going to get a better ROI. Um, I, I think this is going to be crazy to say. Crazy. You ready for a hot take? We'll end this thing on a hot take, Kyle. Good. All right. So as hot as as hot as Christian Watson's been. I will just bet you that come startup season 2023 in a couple of, you know, two, where's, where's Phil when we need him a couple of two, three months yes. from now, we'll be doing, we'll be doing startup season. I will be willing to bet you that by May 1st, that Jamison Williams of the Detroit Lions will have a higher ADP than Christian Watson. Write that down. Alabama, top what? Top six. Tops, you know, it wasn't that high. Maybe top 12 mm-hmm. pick in the draft last year mm-hmm. for the Lions. The Lions traded up to get him, uh, caught a touchdown in his very first, very first, you know, action of the year. Um, Going to be a ton of buzz uh, around him. So there's my bold take to end the show. What do you think about that? When uh, when you're deciding between two guys, always lean on the guy with uh, the, the, the the pedigree, if you will. Yeah, and I think I was just looking at the the list, and there's a few a few examples of that you look at like J.K. Dobbins, right? And I root for the kid. He's running with one leg right now. You can tell he doesn't have that gear. But you look at dynasty rankings and where he's at. He's still been holding value despite the fact of this gruesome knee injury has not pre- had been on the field in two years. But because he went to Ohio State, you know, and he's you know and he's still under 25, he's going to continue to 
to produce value for you that you can take advantage of. So I definitely think that's a, that's something to keep the back of your mind as we approach rookie draft season. Yeah, a hundred percent. And like guys like George Pickens, he's been an anomaly, but you know, he went to Georgia. He, he was a second rounder. Um, you know, Brian Robinson got steam late. Now, Brian Robinson's played pretty good, especially for a guy who got shot twice, uh, <laughs> respect, but, 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 you know, he went to Alabama. It's, it's always going to be that way. It's been that way as long as I've played Dynasty. The guy uh, with the Devi background is always going to get the benefit of the doubt. Look no further than Traylon Burks. He has literally had two good games all year. He's missed, it looks like, seven games due to injury, a multitude of injury. He came in to the season a little out of shape, developed asthma. Weird. But, you know, he developed asthma, and, and people still wouldn't quit him. Which you know you 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 shouldn't give up on rookies in dynasty, but people are still pumping his tires even though his first five career games were eight points, eight points, three, four, five. Then he had a couple of good games in a row, and then he had a bad game with a concussion. So not trying to tear the guy down. I'm just merely using this as the as the dynasty tip to close the show. If you're torn between two guys, error on the side of the great Debbie background, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Yep, I can dig it. Well, Kyle, listen, man, I uh, I super, super duper appreciate you jumping on, bailing me out. I told you 45 minutes. Uh, I tricked you. Here it is. It's uh, 58 minutes in, and you're still on the podcast. That's how it works, man. I've never had I've been doing this podcast thing for seven years, whatever. I've never had a show go as short as you would have hoped. Um, but that's always to the benefit of our listeners. So, I mean, I'm, nothing wrong with it, man. I love talking football with you. It's been too damn long. So I'm glad we were able to hook up together tonight and talk some football. Well, man, I appreciate it. And I'm going to get you out of here. Just so want to remind the listener real quick. Hey, if, if you're able Go to Spotify or iTunes. More than likely, you're listening on one of them. The analytics, we all love some good analytics. The analytics would say you're probably listening on one of those two platforms. Hit pause for me. Again, unless you're driving, don't put yourself in danger. But if you could, hit the pause button and just leave a five-star review. You know, you can just leave five-star. The actual writing of the review, I'm going to leave that up to you when you have some time. Because, you know, you're busy. You're busy. It's Christmas. You're wrapping gifts. Maybe you're driving to grandma's house. I don't know what the hell you're doing, but we would sure appreciate a five-star. And then uh, subscribe over on YouTube. You know, uh, Kyle, are you, do you remember the pro wrestler Kevin Nash? Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, you know, I think sometimes you just have to ask. He has a podcast. It's on YouTube. And his son was like the executive producer. And his son passed away in his sleep. And it was his son's goal to get that show to 100,000. So Nash asked, hey, would you subscribe to my podcast? Here's why it's important. And I was like, okay. I was like, I follow him on Twitter. I don't really listen to the podcast. I've listened to a couple episodes since. Mm-hmm. I subscribed. Didn't turn the notifications on. I helped him accomplish a goal. You know, I'm all about helping a brother out. And that's what you can do for the Dynasty Warzone, the DWZ. Help some brothers out. Help me out. Help Kyle out. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Don't turn the notifications on unless you want to know when we go live like a rare Monday, like we're doing right now, or you want to catch the amazing waiver wire sniper article early. You record that on Saturday, turn it into a Sunday podcast. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yep. And it's been, uh, been working and especially down the stretch here. Uh, depth man is always important for these stretch runs. So yeah, I love doing that. And we love having y'all. Well, man, listen, thanks for bailing me out. He is at Kyle month eight. 
Kyle, M-O-N-T-H, eight, the Ocho. At Kyle Month Eight on Twitter, he's way underfollowed for as good of a guy as he is. Give him a follow. Listen to his show on Tuesdays on this podcast channel, on Sundays on this podcast channel during the regular redraft season. Kyle, man, thanks so much for bailing me out. Thanks for having me, Memphis. It's always fun. No problem. Remember, follow the show everywhere at Dynasty Warzone. And on behalf of Kyle and the ever-working Jerry, remember, here at the Dynasty Warzone, we are just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Good luck this weekend in the semifinals. We'll talk next week as we go uh, chip chasing. Talk to you soon, guys. Bye-bye. It's Hate Brand Goods. That's uh, my company. That is what we've started. I hope you guys have checked it out. If you want to go over to thehate.com, hate for me means it's about self-improvement. It's this self-motivation through self-loathing, this this bit of loathing of not tolerating your own bullshit, that little voice that says today's good enough or what we did's fine or no one's going to know that I'm taking today off. Like, fuck all that, man. I know. Like, I hold that standard. I'm accountable to me. And that's it. That's why I chase goals. I do it because of me. I don't do it because of what someone else is going to think of it or what someone else's approval is. And it's about holding yourself to that. The rest of that motivation can fade, but as long as you're in control of being able to make you do the shit you want to do, you're golden, man. So head over to thehate.com, use code and save yourself some cash. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak